Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining. My name is Alan Eisman, and I'm here with one of the most talented podcast producers in this entire universe. Welcome, Mr. Andrew Perlman. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. I hope you are super excited for a message that I cannot imagine a more important message for, for us to hear from this week's Torah portion. And uh, hopefully, let's say a prayer, God, Hashem, please put the right words into my mouth and, uh, and, and this right talents into Andrew's, uh, into Andrew's abilities to produce this incredible podcast so that we can bring your, your light into our, into our world. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, Andrew, I'll tell you a very funny question. Uh, I, want, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but here's a question for you. You ready? Uh, yeah. Try to bring out the message of this week's Torah portion. Imagine that I am a friend of yours. I, mean, I am a friend of yours. But imagine I'm a 30-year-old friend of yours. And I come over to you and I say, Andrew, I'm 30 years old and I need advice. You say, sure. Uh, my name is Aaron. Let's say, Aaron, I, I'm happy to help you. I say, my friend, Andrew, I have a problem. I, as you know, I've been in finance for the past 15 years. And I've done very well for myself. And I have made about $50 million. And I now have enough money to make it through my entire life and leave over for my children. My friend, what should I do with my life? What do I do tomorrow? What, what should I do? Give me advice. Guide me. Uh, I start working uh, with, start giving your time away. Start working for no money um, at, you know, food banks around you. Um, so volunteering. Banks. Volunteering. Yeah, I couldn't think of the, couldn't think of the darn word. Volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> okay, beautiful. What else? Um, you could try giving it all away. See how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. I asked. I asked this question this whole week. As you know, I teach the Parsha of many days of the week, and I got lots of different answers. You're pretty good. You're pretty close. Uh, many people said, I'd go on vacation. So I said, okay, well, you know, I, now it's a month later. I said, hey, I just got back from the Bahamas. What do I do now? Um, go on another vacation. Or <laughs> people said, get married. I have a kid. And I'm like, okay, great. It's now five years later. I got married. I have a kid or two. Now what do I do? Um, buy your kids stuff, right? So it's, it's funny that this is a real challenge. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do if I have $50 million? Help! Why is it such a challenge? The reason why having $50 million is a challenge is because we sort of created our society to be about earning money. And when that's done, I'm like, whoa! I mean, many people retire and they don't, they don't know what to do. And, you know, I have a video. I have a video. Uh, we went to Miami uh, a couple weeks ago and I was watching the scene. I didn't go golfing because I had some, some office stuff to do. But the kids went golfing and I was sitting in the clubhouse and I saw a scene that made me very sad. Now, don't get this wrong. It was a happy scene, but it made me very sad. What, what did I see? I saw, this is Florida. Like, this is like, you know, the, this is, uh, this, is, this is the place of, uh, of dreams. This is sunny Florida. A the sunshine day. city. 
It was a sunshine state, sunny Florida. It was a beautiful golf course. And on the side of the golf course in the clubhouse, there were like seven or eight 80-year-old, 70, 80-year-old men. And they're having a beer. And they were joking and kibitzing with the, with, the, with the waitress. And they're just drinking. Now, what's so sad about that? That's, that sounds like very happy. It sounds like, you know, great. That's beautiful. The answer is that I don't know these particular people, if this is true, maybe they're just recreational golfers. But for very many people is after they're finished working, after they're finished making money, they're sort of golf or the equivalent sports or travel becomes the, their purpose for living. And that made me very sad to think that we've lost the definition of living. You see, work is only supposed to give us the ability to live. Work is supposed to give us money in order that we can live. But in our obsession with making money, we've often forgot how to live. We forgot what life is. So therefore, when we finally have time to live, we, we don't even know what to do. So we go golfing or we distract ourselves by traveling all over the place. Now, none of these things are bad. Golfing or travel are good, but they are a supplement to life. But what is life? So, so we need to uncover what is life. You see, it, we say in society that time is money. What does that mean? What does time is money mean? Let's say I want to work for you, right? So I give you my time and you give me money. And then I give you more time and then you give me money. And then I give you more time and then you give me money. And then I give you more time and then you give me money. But eventually I run out of time and I have all this money. So what do I, what, so what do, I do? I, I don't know more time. So I pass on all my money to my kids. And because I set an example for them for how to do stuff, so that's what they do. They give away their time to make more money. And, and then everyone is just making money and no one is living. What an incredible tragedy. Theoretically, my friend, the, you know, so let's tie it in for just how, why are we talking about this today? Because in this week's Torah portion, Jacob is traveling back to Israel. He's been away for a long time. And he's traveling with his wives and his children and his livestock. And he comes to a river and he crosses the river. And he forgot some inexpensive earthenware vessels on the other side of the river. So he goes, the Torah tells us, he goes back to the river and the commentary explained that he went back to get these, excuse me, uh, inexpensive um, earthenware vessels. So the question is, why, why do we need to know that? Why, why is it, and first of all, he was very wealthy. And why would he waste time? Why would he go back to get these inexpensive uh, vessels? And there's a vital lesson in that. And that is, money is time. What we grow up on is that time is money. But that's not true. Money is time. Money gives us the luxury to spend time living what is living so living is expressing my full self living is being alive not just feeding my body not just expressing my body but living is expressing my full soul my full self that's what living is 
living is I wake up in the morning and I open my eyes like, wow, thank you, Hashem, that I am alive. And I get up and I go wash my hands because I'm purifying my hands to take on the day that it should be pure and holy and good. And then I go and I actually put on tefillin. I wrap that the, the, uh, the, the, these morals and ethics onto my arm, my action, put them on my head, which is thought. And I say some prayers. I thank God for my health and my family. And I could see and hear and walk and talk and my friends and my, my livelihood and, and, and peace in the world. And I say prayers and I talk to the infinite. Then I come home and I eat breakfast. But before eating breakfast, I say a blessing, say thank you, Hashem, that I have I have food to eat. And then I eat the food and I appreciate the food. I appreciate that it's that it, that it's nourishing and that I can afford it. And, and I try to share with others and I compliment the person who made it if it's necessary. And then I I say an after blessing. And then I go to work, and on the way to work, I see the trees and the grass and the flowers and the clouds and the birds. And I say, wow, thank you, Hashem. Or I just internalize how grateful I am that I could see and how beautiful the world is. And I get to work, and I'm honest and kind and caring, and I smile at the mailman. And I say thank you to the appropriate people, and I'm friendly and cheerful, and I'm honest and scrupulous and good. And then I come home, and I say hello to my family, and I help my kids with their homework, and I help them brush their teeth and get into bed. And, and the entire day is supposed to be expressing my full self, expressing my full self into this world. My full self is not just a body. My full self is that I'm a piece of the infinite. I'm a piece of the creator. And having money allows me to have the time in order to express myself. So this week's Torah portion it gives us that vital lesson that we have to live, that life is about living. I'll tell you a funny, funny story from the Talmud. It's, uh, it's like wild. But when I explain it, uh, it won't be so wild. Theoretically, Andrew, if time, if money is time, so then if I, if I have money left over, if I only make money in order to give me time, so if I make, if I have money left over after I die, I theoretically, let's say you die, a person dies with $10 or a person dies with $100, you were over budget. You wasted $100 of time. If let's say you see a new iPhone, right? You see a no, new iPhone, right? So, so you say, oh, it's $1,000. No, it's not $1,000. It's three weeks of work or two weeks of work, whatever your job is, right? Or you want to get a new car. $10,000. Don't say it's $10,000. This is three months of work. This is, this is five months of my life. Is it worth the investment? Because money enables us to have time. So if a person dies with money, let's say the person has no children. So if there's children, it's debatable if it's healthy. To, it's certainly been proven many times that a kid inherits a crazy amount of money. It can be very, very detrimental. But let's say, okay, you want, let's say a person doesn't have children. If a person who doesn't have children dies with $100, that means they overworked. They overworked. It sounds funny, but there's this beautiful story in the Talmud about Reish Lakish. And Reish Lakish was incredibly poor. He had absolutely nothing. And he was about to die. And he looked over on his stove. He had like a little earthenware container or whatever. And in it was a... A, a pot of beans or, or some other kind of a, a vegetable, whatever. 
And he started crying. And he said, why are you crying? He said, I see I overworked. I worked too hard because I'm dying now and I'm not going to need those beans. And money is only supposed to buy me time and I'm out of time. We need to transform the way we think about things. That we are in this world in order to acquire time. In order to acquire time, in order to live. And that's the purpose of work. Let's not get caught up in making money. I'll share with you a beautiful story I heard from a Rabbi Sperling on the Meaningful Minute. If you uh, haven't uh, signed up, you should uh, sign up. It's a beautiful uh, minute or two. Um, uh, uh, it's an app. Of, uh, just inspirational quotes. He, he, he shared a beautiful story. He was hitchhiking in Israel. And, uh, you know, in Israel, a lot of people hitchhike to get around. He was hitchhiking in Israel, and the guy picks him up, and he says, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to Nachlaot, uh, to my home. And the guy said, where are you going? I'm going to Givat Zev. So he said, okay, great. So, so, you know, they're going. He says, by the way, you don't have to take all the way to my house. You can leave me at the corner, and I could walk, or I could take the train. You don't have to. I don't want to take you out of the way. So he says, no, it's not, it's not out of my way. So he, so he says, um, it's actually out of your way. I'm going to the right. You're going to your left. It's very much out of your way. He goes, no, it's not out of my way. So he's getting frustrated. He's like, my friend, I, you know, I live in the opposite direction. It's out of your way. So he says, it's not out of my way. He said, you don't understand. My destination is self-perfection. My destination is to be the best person that I can be, not just my physical body to go home and relax. My destination is self-perfection. You're taking you home is right on the way to my quest for self-perfection. Mm. I mean, how awesome is that? Any obstacle we have in life, any opportunity we have in life is a vehicle to help us get to a place of self-perfection. When we retire, when we have free time, or even when we are working, we have we are supposed to be working with a dual purpose. I'm working, I'm, I gotta be honest, I gotta, I, I gotta work, but I'm also living. And when I'm not working, I'm also living. And I'm working in order to live. And that's why I'm making money, in order that I can live my life. Why do I wanna live my life? Because I wanna achieve self-perfection. How do I achieve self-perfection? By grabbing every opportunity for self-perfection in my day. By grabbing every opportunity. There's a finite number of self-perfection opportunities that we have, right? How many times is someone going to ask you for a ride? How many times are you going to be asked for, to, for a favor? Maybe 10,000 times in our lives, right? When I lost my mother uh, two, uh, two, uh, two and a half years ago. Uh, so I realized, wow, that's it. I no longer, of course, you could honor, I could honor my mother in her death as well. But to some degree, I can know there's a finite amount of time that you can honor your mother and your father. There's a finite amount. There's a finite amount of times you can help a friend or be kind or smile at the mailman. How many times are you going to be able to smile at the mailman? Right. Just last night, I was in the city, and we were getting to our car. And right in front of our car, there were two guys, two, um, two garbage men, uh, picking up the bottles. And a bunch of them had broken, and they were like, it was like raining. So we, were, we had to wait anyway because we we, I was with a couple of friends. We were, we were driving away. I said, why don't I just help them? So I get down and I'm, and I'm helping. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. You know, you, you know, you know. I'm like, no, it's. Uh, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna uh, join you. Uh, and they even taught me something. I said, good teamwork. He goes. They, so one of them said, hey, teamwork is dream work. Uh, so, so that's. Uh, so that. So that. So why? Because how often do you have opportunities to help people? You, you see something, 
And, and I'm, I'm talking to myself, of course, let's grab those opportunities because how often are we going to have them? How, life is short. So the message from this week's Torah portion, my friend Andrew, is live, L-I-V-E, live. And money gives you the opportunity to live. So money is time, and it's not time is money. What do you say, my friend? It's that's a beautiful uh, sentiment. I I'm a little bit uh, just in the context of uh, Judaism as a whole. Wouldn't it be like the destination is like an egoless uh, kind of uh, like not servant per se, but like servant of God, as opposed to the destination being self-perfection. But I guess it's kind when of, I say, when I say self-perfection, I mean my whole self, which is a part of God. Hmm. And, and when, you're right. When a person dies, they are an egoless part of the infinite. That's, that's who we become. We are, but excuse me, but we are given this beautiful gift called life where we're, we get to choose to be a part of the infinite. You see, the beauty of our physical body is that our physical body has physical desires and has ego and, and gets hungry and tired and jealous and lustful and tired or whatever, right? And I can choose my soul over my body. And therefore, when I do choose godliness over my physical body, so then excuse me, then my greatness, my godliness is self-chosen. God could have just made us a soul, which is what we are, right? We, that's essentially who we are. But we're given the gift of a body so that we could earn the soul. We could earn our greatness. And that's our ultimate goal, to leave this world having chosen, it, right? By helping the garbage men throw stuff into the, uh, into the, into the garbage dumpster right so you're wow what and so you could sit in the car or you could be friendly and help them out right or you're right so so if someone asks you for a ride or you you know your friend or, or your grandma asks you to help clean up the attic or you know i know for myself it happens all the time you know a kid wakes up middle of the night so it's always like who's getting up you know who's getting her a drink who's uh you know who's changing the diaper right who's gonna who's gonna get up so there's always that you know who's more tired right so but if how many opportunities it, you know, my kids are getting older. My youngest is three, right? That, it, it, you know, how many opportunities are going to wake you up in the middle of the night? You got to grab every opportunity. So we have to look at look at the look at life and as opportunities to choose life. And uh, again, play golf and travel, of course, but let those only be supplemental to allowing us to actually live. Thank you so much for listening. I am Rabbi E, and feel free to reach out to me at rabbieemr.org. Thank you, Andrew, and have a beautiful Shabbat, everybody. Thank you.